Hello everyone and thank you so much for being here with me and this evening with Sarah or maybe this morning or this afternoon depending on where you are and when you're listening to this. I absolutely loved recording this episode and also it's even more special listening back to it now because actually Sarah and I have become really good friends Um, And it's been amazing to explore that after meeting originally to record the podcast when we didn't know each other actually that well. So I hope you really enjoy this episode, um, looking at health from the perspective of intuitive eating. I'm also extremely excited this week because it is the launch of the Whole Being Sanctuary, which is my membership that's launched this year and I'm absolutely blown away by the numbers of people that we have on it and the journey that's about to be taken. We're coming into a Leo full moon um, this week, in fact, tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this again. And this Leo full moon is such a beautiful, fiery start to the year. Um, So if you want to journey into the seasons of your cycle, the lunar cycle, Um, connect with women who are on this journey with you, with me in some more ways through full moon yin, um, gut health and hormonal health workshops, then check out the Whole Being Sanctuary. All the details are on my website or on my Instagram and I would absolutely love to welcome you into that beautiful, beautiful family that is growing. Anyway, enjoy this episode and I will see you all soon. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm here with Sarah Elizabeth. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. The blue sky's come out as well. It's gorgeous today, yes. How are you? Good. Thank you. Very, very good. Excited to be here. Thank you. Have you done podcasts before? Um, I've done a couple, um, but not loads. Okay. So you're excited. (laughs) Just before we started, Sarah was like, do you edit this? And I said, no. So... (laughs) We do the wing it approach, but it's like nice because, and it doesn't matter if you mess up or if you're like, but it's the human approach, which is obviously, yeah. That's what this is all about, isn't it? This is what it's all about. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've just chatted for so long. I've forgotten why we're actually here as well. (laughs) And we should have recorded that whole conversation, but never mind. So tell um, these dear listeners what it is that you do. Yes. So I am a holistic health coach, um, specialising specifically with women who struggle with maybe emotional eating or yo-yo dieting. Mm. So what um, what was it that got you into that? Absolutely, yeah. So for myself, it was very much like, like most people in the health coaching world, my health was not up to scratch at all. My relationship with food was very dysfunctional. Um, and I think once I went down the rabbit hole of my own healing, um, I realised that it was something that I was really, really passionate about mm. um, and wanted to help other people with it as well. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about my story. That's cool. So do you remember like one moment when you were thinking this isn't right or this doesn't feel right? Or was there like a little moment where then things started to change or... Mm, as in with my relationship with food yeah when you sent like I guess one day you're like how you know I'm I'm doing it differently to someone else or whatever it might be absolutely absolutely and I think for a lot of people there is that one big epiphany isn't Mm. there where it's like this one thing it changed but with myself it really wasn't like that it was very small things that I kept coming across 
that I just thought something's not right here and I kind of had to, I didn't have that big kind of breakdown that most people have that then causes them to change their lives. Yeah. I think for me it was very much small things that kind of pointed me in the right direction and I think the majority of that was especially I mean anyone who's a yo-yo dieter or struggles with emotional eating will totally understand that this is a cycle this is something that will happen over and over and over again and no matter how much you beat yourself up about a binge or an ovary or whatever or falling off the wagon yeah. you still won't learn the next time something's got to kind of break it and so I think it was when I discovered the world of the psychology behind what we do um, and why we eat mm. and what that that something in life has got to be missing mm. um, and I think I, I kind of started following breadcrumbs I suppose and which is really good because now obviously working with clients I can help them follow those same breadcrumbs um, and really it is like a it's more like a, a puzzle that you're kind of piecing together rather than this one big you know one thing and you've changed your life kind of thing which I think is the illusion a lot of the time and also something that's you know we always hear these big stories of someone who went through this massive transformation and mm. I think really it's not it's it's the small consistent steps that get yeah. you in the right place um I guess that is the marketing ploy though because yes whether it's like skinny teas or whatever like it's out on the market like mm. I don't even really know what exists in those shops or whatever <laughs> anymore like I don't follow those Instagram accounts or anything yeah. but you know like the sort and I just think, like, that's how they get people to buy them because yeah. they are really preying on someone else's vulnerability. Mm. And they're saying, like, just take this and in 24 hours or in 48 hours or in a week or whatever, this is going to happen. Mm. And that, for a lot of people, is a really nice option compared to, at least with me when I see clients, I'm like, this is going to be really hard, you know. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in two days. It's going to yeah. take time and effort and a lot of little bits like you're saying yeah. so I guess it sounds pretty similar absolutely, with you absolutely and I, I love that your style of health coaching is very very similar because I really do believe in that deep work and that soul work and I think a lot of clients when they first come to me they're like can't you just tell me what to eat mm. and it's like no because you know what you want to be eating you know what makes you feel good but you're not you're not doing it so yeah. we've got to get to the bottom of why that's happening um, and we've got to get to the and I think a lot of the underlying issues with clients is that um, that feeling of self-respect um, and almost patching up the relationship that they have with themselves so that they can then look to how they're eating how that works a lot of it comes down to self-esteem self-respect self-care um, so without going deep and without figuring out where is this come from how has this started let's look at your life as a whole um, and obviously I was saying to you earlier there's so many clients that come to me and they, they want to talk about food and then by the end of the eight week program they've like changed careers or they've broken up with a toxic partner or they've done something because it's like this is just your relationship with food is a mirror of the relationship that you've got within with your own self and with yeah. your life yeah um so yes yeah, so that's quite interesting yeah and it, I don't know what it is like with men because I don't work with men do you no, know no, no no but I do feel like it is harder for women mm. at least this area of like feeling like we have to be perfect mm. of living up to an unachievable standard yeah. of comparison like we were talking about comparison as yeah. well earlier how easy it is to compare yeah. ourselves to other people like I mean I suppose neither of us really know because we don't work with them but do you feel like it's worse with women or yeah I mean from yeah from what I've from what I've gathered, and obviously I'm very focused on women, so I don't really speak to lots and lots of men, but I also think from a diet culture and marketing perspective, there is so much around 
shrinking yourself and women having to be a certain size and women you know fitting into this ideal and I think that's really where it all starts is that like the only I mean the only women that I saw growing up on TV really were very skinny girls yeah. and I never saw any other body types and yeah. so for me I was like what is wrong with me why yeah. am I and I genuinely was so confused um as to why I didn't look like that because I was like well surely everyone does yeah. um so yeah so it's kind of it's kind of warped as well and I think that's that's very a lot of the time is very specific to women I think women buy on impulse and buy on emotion a lot more as well um from what from my experience, obviously yeah. don't want to generalise, but I think for me it's a lot more about emotion when I buy something. And so when you feel really rubbish about yourself and when you feel really... Mm-hmm. Um, and something gives you that spark of hope, which often yeah. is the skinny tea, yeah. the burning, uh, fat-burning pills or yeah. whatever it is. It's like, oh my gosh, hope. And you're Carb not buying the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're not oh. buying the thing. You're buying the hope. You're buying yeah, the, you know, so I true. really want this kind of emotion, which is it's so sad when you think about it in that way it's like prying it should be totally illegal but but the shrinking yourself comes not only in size right but in Uh, personality or in like you know this thing of yeah fair enough we shouldn't brag we shouldn't like throw success in other people's faces but also not like celebrating ourselves when we do really well not being proud of ourselves not talking about if we have been successful for fear of like judgment because oh we're either too sad or we're too happy or like we're never just allowed to be are we like and I think what you said there shrinking yourself is it is shrinking yourself in terms of weight but that is again like metaphorical for shrinking ourselves in so many different areas so absolutely and again what I've or what I always say is your relationship with food and your relationship with your body is a direct mirror as your relationship with yourself so if you're someone who is looking to really shrink yourself and you want to be smaller and you want it's like how is that how how is that mirroring what's going on in your life not right now? Is to that, be seen yeah, or is that not wanting to exist? 100% or... or just, you know, not wanting any, like, attention on yourself. And I think a lot of a lot of clients that I work with, they're very much people pleasers. Not because they, you know, obviously they're really caring women, they want to care mm. for others, but when you peel back the layers, you realise that actually it's because they feel like the only way that they become worthy is by giving mm. they're not you know unless they're giving unless they're working too hard again that's fear of taking much. up space or asking uh, for help absolutely. or asking for what they need or yeah, instead sure. just give 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 yeah. yeah absolutely it's like who am I if I don't work overtime I'm, I'm supposed to be the hard worker that's what I yeah you know who I am what I do so yeah so we could go down this rabbit hole oh, for God, hours, yeah no, I think it's great so um, for people out there and I know some people have said to me like I guess probably being a bit sarky about it, but like, oh, what's intuitive eating? I want to eat a Mars bar, I'll eat a Mars bar. Mm. Like, so what, what, I suppose, yeah, that is a definition of intuitive eating, but what is, I know you're yeah. laughing as well right now, but yeah, <laughs> have you had that as well? Yeah, I get this so much. I get this so much. And I think my number one objection for women who want to do this program or want to live this kind of life is that they feel like they can't be healthy and be an intuitive eater because if they fancy a burger they just want to be able to eat it Mm. um and yeah it could to be honest it really I think it could be further from the truth in the way that intuitive eating isn't about eating whatever the hell you want all the time and just you know going for it feel like eating this so screw it I'm just going to eat it whatever um and having this 
screw it kind of mentality towards towards food it's really the ability to kind of to trust yourself and your own body and to throw away all the rules throw away everything that you've been told that you think is good for you Mm. or that you think is the right thing to eat or you think is the right thing to do and tune inwards and learn to listen to yourself and learn to um, act in accordance to what your body needs and what your when your body feels good and I think you know for those people who do think that intuitive eating is all about just eating all the junk all day you know if you really loved and respected your body would you eat that way and also how do you feel after you eat that like maybe good for like the one second with a dopamine hit you're like oh my god amazing (laughs) but like later or the next day or when you haven't been for a poo for a few days because that's what I'm all about (laughs) you know is it great for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just listening to how you feel, listening to how, you know, um, taking note in terms of how you feel before that meal, how do you feel after that meal, what, you know, what did, when did you feel energised, amazing, you know, when you ate that, was there, any, and how, more like, rather than looking at what you're eating, why did you eat that thing? Yeah. Did you eat it because you had, had a rubbish day at work and you just wanted some sort of release? Or did you eat it because you thought, you know what? my body would love this today um so yeah so I think it's that ability to step back listen to yourself um and I think as well in terms of intuitive eating we were all intuitive eaters at one point um we just got caught up listening to too many rules so Mm. when you look at children for example they don't they, they come to you and tell you when they're hungry, mm. when they finish their food, when they don't want to eat anymore, they'll leave whatever's yeah. on their plate and, and they'll carry on with their day and they won't think about food again yeah. until they're hungry again. Then they'll yeah. come and tell you that they're hungry. And so I think, you know, it starts with parents, bless them. They're trying the best they can. They always are. But, um, you know, that, that this is dinner time. Eat this and then you can have your dessert mm. kind of thing. And I think it's that straight away. It's like, oh, right, okay, so dessert is the good food because I've got to eat all of these vegetables to be able to eat the dessert. So what is that teaching you about food, yeah. right? And, um, you know, oh, if you if you clean your room, you can have some chocolate. Yeah. What does that tell you about chocolate? Is that it's that, you know, so mm. it's it's kind of being able to peel back all of that and unlearn all of the things that you've learned about food and just listen to yourself um, and trust yourself. Um, and I always so say to talent. clients, it's like taking you this long to get into this like mess, I don't want to say yeah. mess, but <laughs> taking this <laughs> long to get long into time, this, yeah. this place, you know. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time to peel back those mm. layers and then to find out what's underneath. Yeah, it's like learning a new language for sure in the yeah. way that, you know, what your what your internal dialogue is saying is is very much the way that you're living your life. So if your internal dialogue is this food is bad, this food is good, we should eat at this time, we should do this, you know, then that's the way that you're, you know, you need to rewire that way of thinking before you can act in in a certain way so definitely it's like it's like a whole new way of living and I think the the thing that appeals to people about diet culture is that quick fix 30 days Mm. and you'll have this in two weeks and eight weeks and whatever and I think with um although my program is eight weeks long this this stuff takes practice it's you know and and I think once you we were saying this before as well once you've learned it you can't unlearn it it's you know it's ingrained in you it's your way of being and it's you know you don't have to go back and get a restock of all your shakes or anything you know you can just listen to yourself um so it's it's amazing and I think as well it's about like not trying to be perfect right so and that's probably what you cover when you start it so first of all it's I guess questioning why we want to be a certain way so Mm. you know sometimes women have this I want to be this number of kilos or this number of stone and it's like 
do you even know what that looks like? Yeah. Maybe that looks like one thing on her body because she's this height or whatever, or this, how broad her shoulders is. But like mm. on my body, let's say 58 kilos might look completely different. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. Like why, yeah. why do you think women have, and I think again, it's largely women. Cause again, this yeah. is the conversations that I'm having. And yeah. so apologies men, if you're listening and you're like, what about us? <laughs> it's the same thing, I guess. But you know, why, is that just because when we've got a target, it's easy to stay on track? Or is that a, a stick that then we beat ourselves with? What What do you think? Why do we do that? Yeah, I think women over time have really lost touch with their own intuition. Um, and I think that's really, that's really sad. Yeah. Um, but I think that's genuinely what it is, is that like, well, I can't trust the way that I feel. So I have to have some measure of success. And a lot of the time, I mean, if you look at other areas of our life we have things like KPIs at work for example we have all of these different things that we have to adhere to and it's like how can I how can I put my weight loss or health journey or whatever it is that your your goal is into that category so that Mm -hmm. I can measure whether I've been successful or whether I haven't and I think a lot of things in life we can't control um, you know, life is an up and down roller coaster as we've learned 2020 (laughs) (laughs) but I think that you know we try and um, and food is that mechanism for us to gain that control. If I, if I look at these numbers and if I can add up this and if this, then this is something that I can I can control and I know what the outcome's going to be. And sometimes that's our relief from not knowing what the hell's going on outside of our diet. It's the only thing that we have real control over. So I think it's a little bit of both of those things. Mm. So for women out there who know that the only thing that they're controlling or trying to control is mm. food, is like the food on their plate, their diet. Yeah. What is your number one advice for them? Is there a number one advice? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really different for everyone and I think that's the value in, in getting some support really yeah. is finding out exactly, Absolutely. you know, what is what is right for you because, I mean, the whole ethos of your podcast, Rachel, is about, you know, everyone's version of health is so different and so and everyone's life is so different and for some people your relationship with food is, is really caused by you know, your career, your relationships, something that you've got going on in your life, childhood trauma you've not dealt with, the list goes on. So it's really about figuring out where that's come from and maybe pivoting a little bit. So I know that a couple of clients that I work with, um, they really like tracking. They Mm. love it. They love tracking. They love writing down everything they've eaten. They like the MyFitnessPal app Mm. where they can, you know, write everything that they calculate it all. And so we give them trackers in terms of how they feel. So it's like, okay, how how did you feel before this food how did you feel after how do you feel at the end of the day can you track the self-care that you're doing instead of the food that you're eating can you track so you can pivot that that notion of wanting to control positive kpis absolutely (laughs) um and i think eventually once you learn to let go you won't need them anymore but i think just for a mindset shift um instead okay instead of tracking how many calories was in that meal can you track how you felt after you ate it Mm. and that's often a really good distraction so maybe try that for anyone who's struggling with that you know wanting to control piece yeah So. so how um obviously there's no rules and you've just kind of covered that there so for people who struggle with boundaries because I know that's quite a big Mm -hmm. thing as well and you've already said about you know giving out too much in terms of energy or in terms of trying to help everyone so do you create rules like positive rules or is it about throwing the rule book out the window Mm, yeah I think in in a way of other people's rules throwing that out the window is a really good idea you know don't don't listen to any nobody knows your body as well as you do yeah um and I think there's there's been so many times where I've tried a diet 
Um, and I felt absolutely horrendous because I'm literally like, this why, This should be healthy. Why do I feel awful? Why am I bloated? Why, yeah. you know, can't I go to the toilet? Can't, yeah. Why can't I, you know, sleep properly? Whatever. Um, but then I think a, a good, if you if you want rules, and again, it goes back to that pivoting the mindset so that you're still tracking, so that you've still got rules, but then rules that are more positive. Um, so can you think, you know, one thing that I like to say is, am I in, am I in stress mode or am I in digest mode is a really mm. good question to ask yourself before you eat and and having the rule that you only eat when you're peace when you when you're at peace and you're calm yeah um you don't eat in a in a in a a state of stress or anxiety um so if you want rules absolutely make some up for yourself um and make them you know nourishing for you so is this meal coming from a place of um coming from a place of I, I really love myself or is it coming from a place of ugh yeah um so maybe you can make some rules around that and obviously we we can personalize that and you probably do the same with your clients yeah. and making things that are very specific to them but if you want some it's it's almost like taking care of the feeling how can you take care of the feeling and build some rules around that yeah um so yes yeah, so I think that's probably the best way for anyone who really struggles with with boundaries and who you know take stock of how you feel well, I think there's there's like two ends, and often there is a polarity, right? The mm-hmm. one end of the spectrum, which is the the people who love control and need yeah. to have everything in within like you know yeah. a gram or yeah. you know this I eat at this time or eat this food or mm-hmm. and then there's the other end of the spectrum with the people who have no boundaries yeah. and then eat anything yeah. and everything, but then probably fall into like the yeah. um, binge and then the restriction and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I really like that idea of like creating your own rule book, yeah. but. I suppose as well, you know, especially if you're just starting that journey, you know, if you're an, an emotional eater or, you know, you've struggled and then you're just starting out with intuitive mm. eating, you have to start somewhere as well, yeah, don't you? Absolutely, so. absolutely. And I think for anyone who is just starting out, I think the first thing that's really important to do is just throw away all the diet magazines all of it and just get yourself into a place where you're eating consistent food yeah because I think the problem is that when we've been dieting for so long or restricting for so long then binging your body doesn't know whether you're coming or going Mm. it hasn't got a clue and and a lot of the time you know we always say you've got your natural hunger fullness cues a lot of my clients can't hear those anymore um and so if you if you're very very new to intuitive eating sometimes it's important to have a period of time where you're eating more yeah um so you're eating um a breakfast mid midday snack lunch um mid-afternoon snack dinner which again is going to be very counterintuitive oh, absolutely for a lot of absolutely but sometimes you need to kind of boomerang it yeah. around it's like a boomerang effect isn't yeah. it where it's like you've got to eat a little bit too much um so that your body trusts you yeah so that your body's like oh right okay I'm getting consistent I am going to be fed yeah, yeah yeah so it's not like I don't have to cling on for everything because Mm. I know that I've got more coming soon and Mm. once your body gives you that sense of trust and 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 knows that it's going to get fed um you can then start to incorporate right okay how do I feel after everything and if you do things in stages I think a lot of the mistakes that people make around intuitive eat mistakes not mistakes but people try and jump in yes too quickly Um, and they're trying to do everything all at once and they don't have all the information and they're just like oh my gosh does this mean that I'm just just striving for for perfection and then when it's not perfect then beating yourself up and probably falling off the bang wagon again like inverted commas yeah absolutely it happens you know intuitive eating isn't a diet it's about listening to yourself and so you can't fall off the wagon if you screw up once and overeat that's okay yeah um I also think there's a lot of bad press around emotional eating and Mm. oh you know quit binge eating and quit emotional Mm. eating and I think a lot of that is of course marketing however um 
binge and emotional eating is your intuition. Yeah. So we think that we're out of tune with our intuition. Um, when really, if your body's emotion, you know, if you're emotional eating, if you if you're craving certain foods, your body's trying to tell you something. Yeah, it's like, please, I need care right now, but yeah. it's asking for it in the form of like carbs or whatever mm, it might be. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're, you know, and if you're again the 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 hint is in the name if you're emotional eating if that's something that you struggle with on an emotional level there's mm. something going on that your body needs to tell you about whether it's that you hate your job and you need mm. to quit and you need to do something you actually love exactly if it's your partner's not right for you sometimes yeah. it's not that big sometimes it's not that big of a deal you yeah. know you don't need a drastic life change but a lot of the time it is yeah um and so it's like what is your body trying to tell you and really think and that's why it's so important to take that step back and think why have i eaten this today is it because of X, Y, Z? Do I need to get rid of toxic person? Do I need to get rid of toxic job? Do I need yeah. to get rid of this thing that is just not serving me? But um, food is an emotional thing, right? You know, and I always oh, say to yeah. clients, you know, for me, the biggest joy, and I, obviously I work more in gut health, but mm. the biggest joy of sorting someone's gut out is that you can then go out for dinner with your friends or be at Christmas dinner with your mm. family or have a glass of wine for an occasion or whenever you want to have it, but without feeling like, where's the nearest toilet or like yeah. am I you know feeling like you're going to be really sick afterwards because yeah. like being in that space of like socializing yeah. is so important as well Absolutely. and like in the endorphins and that comes from that mm. so you know yeah it is an emotional thing a hundred percent a hundred I really relate to what you're saying and to be honest until you said that I completely forgot um because before I started on in, in intuitive eating I really struggled with like I said yo-yo dieting but gut health um is again so important because um I, I really related to that then I've completely forgot that I really struggled with this but I was constantly like where's the toilet mm. just in case mm. um and just that that having that having that in the back of your mind and not being able to be present exactly. in your life, never fully relaxed, never oh fully my gosh. present. Yeah, and people think again, it's like what food you like, what, and it's like no, no, no. Just take that from, and it, it's amazing actually. I got a message from a client who just she finished the the, the program with me, and she she got married, she went on honeymoon, and then oh. she messaged me and said, "I've enjoyed my honeymoon so much." Yeah. I wasn't panicking about what was on the menu. Yeah. I wasn't panicking about whether I'd be able to burn off all the calories. And I can't believe how much I've enjoyed yeah. these last few weeks because I've, I'm free. Yeah. And, and so like, actually it's wow. not about the food at all really, oh, is it? It's 100%. like, I wasn't thinking about the food at all. So that meant I was present with my like new husband or, yeah. you know, in Amazing Island or wherever she was, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think people are very scared to invest in health in their own health because they think oh it's only it's yeah. only about it's only food but if you think about what that allows you to do so obviously once I healed my relationship with food once I went down this journey it completely changed my career yeah. so actually me investing that time and energy money whatever into into my health was me change like giving me that pathway to change my life yeah. um, and actually my conversion rate of clients going into health coaching afterwards is ridiculous is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because people are like oh my god more people working need on to... commission. <laughs> yeah. more people need to know about this and yeah. it's like yeah absolutely yeah. more people need to know about this and it's like this un... you know you you real you open yourself up to so much possibility and you think um i listened to a ted talk not too long back and i can't remember the life coach who um who did it i'll have to get you the name but she was saying that a lot of women spend between on average six to seven hours a day thinking about food or their bodies or what they look like. That sounds really unrealistic, doesn't it? Six Crazy. to seven hours, you're like, are you joking? Absolutely not true. But then when you think about it, I mean, we're, you know, we're in a state now where we're free, thank God. But mm. I mean, I look back to those days and I think, 
Yeah, actually, that probably makes a lot of sense. Every time you walk past a mirror, the few seconds that takes, yeah, or minutes, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, every time you get up in the office and you're like, oh, is yeah, anyone looking yeah, at me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, what's, how many calories is in this? What have I eaten today? Going yeah. through, and you know, all that time you spend on, again, the apps and the reading the magazines and all yeah. of that stuff. Um, and you think, imagine if you put six to seven hours a day working on your relationships. Mm. Imagine if you put six to seven hours a day working on the promotion that you want to get at work mm. or whatever it is. The amount of time um, you're going to get back. Oh my gosh, yeah, the investment of that time thinking about something else is yeah. just insane. So, so when yeah. you first knew that you need to make changes, did you speak to a health coach or did you just kind of dive in by yourself? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> at first, I honestly, I, I, my emotional and, and binge, binge eating really is what it was, um, was really, really bad. But because this is another thing is that I think women especially, they feel like unless you look a certain way, you can't have an eating disorder. Yeah. Um, so I always grew up thinking that my binge eating was an addiction to food because it couldn't possibly be any sort of disordered eating because to have disordered eating, you've got to look like skin and bone, basically. You've got, th- you know, you've got... Because that's the perception that you're given is I think I grew up thinking anorexia was the only mm. eating disorder and there was no other disordered behaviour around food. So if you were having an issue with food, you're not quite sick enough. Yeah. And I get this a lot as well with clients is that they feel that they're not sick enough to get help. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. Like, wow. And and I was in that situation and that now I look at clients who are in that situation and they're like, oh, I just don't think I'm quite sick enough. I don't think... Or the number of people who'll say, you know, like, I know something's not right, but it's not as bad as, yeah. all, you know, where, whether it's oh a positive comparison or a negative yeah, comparison. Yeah, like justifying. Yeah, it's always oh. like, oh, but yeah, I did go through this thing as a child, but it's nowhere near as her trauma or his trauma or this thing I read on the news, you know. Yeah. I was actually speaking to a client this week and I said, like, there's always going to be an atrocity in the world. Yeah. But our tiny things that we see as tiny yeah. are the centre of our universe. Yeah. So, you know, like that tiny little like storm, whether it's in a teacup or whether it's huge, like yeah. to us that's a hurricane and we need to listen to that. So, yeah, you know, without putting ourselves under comparison or judgment. Yeah. It's judgment really, I guess. And it's the same as like the the way that we look at trauma as well. I know we've gone a bit off track and we'll answer the question, but <laughs> um but with looking at trauma, I feel like a lot of women are very apologetic because they haven't been through childhood trauma or they haven't been through um, you know, they haven't been through anything major, any major divorces, anything like that, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't really be making a big fuss about this, because it's not a big deal, like, other people have to deal with this, and and you just think, oh my gosh, you do not have to justify mm. the fact that you haven't been through a big, it's I like know, being apologetic yeah. for what you've not been through, and then justifying not getting help, because yeah, it can't yeah. be that bad, um, and it's like some, um, obviously, when you look into the psychology of um, of food and, and whatever you, you go down a rabbit hole with it but you know even if you're for example um, you know if you're a child and you're in a car and you're crying and you know your mother walks out the room to go and get your toy mm. or to go and get you some food or to do something to try and stop you from crying all that baby sees is their mother leaving Maybe. the room whilst they're crying yeah. and so straight away that's a trauma mm. it obviously n- nothing bad was meant on the parents side they were just trying to help but because you've taken it in the way that you've taken it we haven't got a 360 vision of what's yeah. going on and so they take that as oh my gosh I've been crying and, and the cognitive understanding as like a two-year-old or whatever they oh, are you know isn't there? Yeah. yeah it's like I yeah like I oh right okay so I'm crying and she doesn't mm. she doesn't care so that's a trauma in mm. itself and sometimes we date back to you know when we look when with clients we look at when this issue with food started it could be someone's passing comment yeah 
and it just created such a storm yeah. of um so yeah so never never apologize if you're listening to this and you're like I'm not sick enough to get help or you know it's not bad enough or whatever oh my gosh you owe this to yourself yeah. like you deserve goes back again to the self-respect and self-worthiness and esteem and, and and just knowing that you're worth going and getting support whatever that might be whether that's um you know whether that's just going to a yoga class whether it's um you you deserve being able to invest in yourself yeah. and search for your own healing and, and more so. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I did eventually got to the point where I was like, well, obviously there are conventional therapy isn't yeah. for me because they take one look at me and they're just like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. You're fine. Because obviously yeah. I always, I always looked, I was never overweight. I was never underweight. Yeah. I just was always very kind of normal. But it's what's going on under the surface, A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I never went to conventional therapy, but I did invest in a health coach eventually. Um, and that experience was just like mind blowing, mm. absolutely mind blowing. And then I realised that actually I was, I was a lot sicker than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, oh God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this notion of food addiction as well, because I think a lot of people are like, oh no, I'm not, I haven't got binge eating disorder. Or I haven't got, you know, issues with, with food. It's, it's the fact that I'm actually, addi- I'm addicted. It's not a behavioral thing. It's I'm addicted. Um, and I thought the same. I actually genuinely thought that I was addicted to food. Um, and I realised that, you know, once I tweaked my behaviour and got off the diet in yo-yo diet hamster wheel, like all of a sudden I didn't have this urge to eat all of these foods anymore. Yeah. Um, which I think is why it's so important that your first step is to really eat consistently because I think, and eat the foods that you wouldn't allow yourself to eat. I think carbs for me was a big one. Um, and I was, I was actually writing up some content yesterday and I was thinking about stories that I could, I could tell people from when I was going through the same thing. And I honestly, there was a time where I ate almost an entire loaf of bread in one sitting Mm. because I'd deprived myself of carbs Mm. for so long. And my body was just like, I need carbs. Because at the time your brain's like, we don't know when we're going to get this again yeah. so let's make the most of it like because yeah, again like that feeds into our evolution which would have been feast or famine yeah so when the f- feast came we would have feasted right yeah, so 100%. obviously we have food in plentiful supply now so yeah 100 and i think that's a really important point that you make there in terms of like look back to either you as a child or us in our hunter gatherer days yeah. and that will really shed some light as to how we should be eating right now yeah. and how you know we should be listening to our bodies and our bodies haven't really developed in terms of like on a biological biological standpoint really from those days um yet our you know everything around us has and sometimes we need to take a step back and think what is the most natural thing for me to do right now yeah and that is to eat what my body's craving to eat or to you know to to eat whenever i'm hungry rather to eat rather than you know eat when this person says is is good and um uh, count up calories and and count up food groups and I think that's is is that a natural thing to do mm. like is that what you would have done back in the mm. back in the day when none of these apps and things existed would you have really sat there and counted everything out and made everything um you know probably not yeah. so you know go back to the most natural form that you can think of is the right thing to do and, and go from there but also I guess part of that as well is when we think about it like you know if we went back to hunter-gatherer days, they probably weren't sitting around like a campfire being like, oh, she looks better than me. So, you know, (laughs) is it like, I guess, mirrors coming in, social media, Mm. you know, magazines, television, things like this. So, you know, we can make, like digestion is not just what we're eating, Mm. right? It's everything that we're consuming. And so making a conscious decision about changing the things we're consuming, changing our consumption, not just of food, but 
in part of that is that do you talk about that at all, yeah actually? absolutely yeah. yeah that goes with the whole you know social media detoxing and detoxing of things that are around your home and I think you know that was one of the first things that I did is I went around the house and threw away everything that triggered me mm. so it was like you know I was all over the fat burners at one point but I can eat what I want but I just take th- mm. three fat burners with every meal I'm in and um, so I had bottles and bottles of them and um the skinny teas and the this reduces your calorie intake by 25% mm. tea and whatever and I went around and like purged my entire house and got rid of everything that gave me any sort of this is a diet kind of um sign and I, I got rid of all that and I went through my social media and I always encourage clients to do the same if you look at a social media post and it's not making you feel good about yourself mm. and you don't feel it's not filling you up it's not inspiring go ahead and delete that person. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're friends, I don't, yeah. whatever, like have, if, if you're good friends, that friend will understand that, you know, this is not healthy for you. Um, and another thing that I just find so, so fascinating um, is the fact that obviously when we're children, we don't think about fitness. We don't think about health. Yeah. We just live our lives, yeah. right? And like- Just running around, yeah, having just fun. Like making mud pies yeah. and all of, it, all of that stuff. Um, but you know, I think right, as, as adult women, a lot of people's hobbies revolve around yeah. fitness and diet. And it's like, if you strip back that, that layer of yourself, what more is there to you? Because mm. you're passionate about other things. Mm. There are other things in your life that you enjoy, but you've crowded those things out with things that are, you know, this health phase that's like not healthy, actually healthy for you. Yeah. Um, and so can you peel back the layers and think, right, okay, what else am I interested in? Because if you look at someone's Instagram feed, and I know that I was very similar to this, it was all women's bodies. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at women's bodies yeah. all day. And so, you know, get rid of all of that and, and follow the accounts that, like, that that uh, showcase things that you're interested in. So whether that be travel, whether it be music, whether it be art, whether it be all of these incredible things that we have in the world yeah. at our disposal for us to show creativity, for us to have fun, um, like get some more of that into your life and crowd out the the bodies. Yeah. Um, and then make your hobby time around those things that fill you with joy rather than like yes. as a slog to go to the gym or whatever. Absolutely. And if going to the gym is truly your hobby, that's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. you know. And I, I, we, we don't discourage movement yeah. oh my gosh not at all and we're you know we're, we're I think it's the intention behind it all isn't it why am I going absolutely. to the gym right now is it because I feel I need to burn some calories yeah or is yeah. it because I feel it's going to be really good for my mental health or yeah. is it because I actually love going on a treadmill yeah absolutely Do you know who yeah. that person is? <laughs> shout out to you guys yeah, yeah like, that's well, what then. I noticed when um, um when I wasn't on social media you know obviously you on social media you see everyone doing their things and then <laughs> you're always like that's amazing and then you know what I noticed in that month when I wasn't on Instagram at all was like and I don't run but like (laughs) sometimes I see other people running and I'm like oh gosh I'm like have I you know then you go into that thing of like have I moved my body and it doesn't take me long to be like I really don't want to go running so that's fine but in that month like for instance one example I didn't think about running at all it wasn't like should I go for a run I don't want to go for a run I just didn't think about it yeah and it's like well what are the things that we're thinking about when we're cut off from the world, from social media, from television, which obviously doesn't happen that much. Mm. But if you weren't on those things or take like one week off or even one day and just see what happens because in that space of distraction or other people's voices, then what steps into that is probably what you should be doing more of. All the things you're like, I wonder what, I wonder how she's doing. 
then probably mm. that's the person you need to give a call or I wonder what it would feel like to do this then that's probably what you need to do yeah. but yeah. it's so easy to get pulled with the tide I guess of people which mm. is yeah yeah and there's a there's a fine line between inspiration isn't there and yeah, just like comparison yeah um and I totally relate relate and resonate with that completely in the way of you know scrolling through social media and be like should I be doing that should I be doing that and it's like oh my gosh I can't pick up like seven new forms of exercise yeah. like that's ridiculous um and I think your body is so smart so much smarter than you can imagine and especially if you're someone who's like really struggling with dieting at the moment and can't stick to a diet and it's just like the minute you let go and you let your body be the the master of you know in the driver's seat of your own life you'll realize that it will tell you exactly what Mm. it needs so there are times where you know maybe I've been doing a lot of um very slow yoga or walking and my body's like thank you girl get a move on well thank you yes but girl get a move on and do something that's going to break a sweat because you're so lazy and it will tell me and I'm like shoot sorry yeah (laughs) like trying to get away with it but you know your body will naturally tell you what you need to do and what you want to eat and what you know it will tell you um but it's it's again it goes back to that boomerang phase where first you need to let go and uh, almost overeat and and try lots of different new things that are quite counterintuitive um for you to find your feet and figure out and follow your curiosity and follow what what is right for you mm. um so yeah and I know plenty of people absolutely who go running and that is their therapy yeah um but if you're going running and it is not your form of therapy and you come back and you think oh, I've been hated every yeah. minute of that um don't do it yeah, oh my life gosh is too short so short yeah. so short and like walking running whatever yeah. like go and move your body absolutely and I think you know in my program there's an entire module on intuitive movement again yeah. you know when we go back to our to gatherer days no one was going to the gym for a 40 minute workout a yeah. hit workout you know we yes we we moved in sprints we kind of had to sprint every now and again for for certain things but we didn't deliberately go and do those things and especially if we didn't enjoy it yeah so if you go and you love it and it's your form form of therapy we're not saying do not do those things whatsoever um but just listen to your body and if whilst you're doing it you're like flipping out this feels amazing yeah go for it yeah if it doesn't don't yeah like cut yourself a bit of slack give yourself the respect you deserve um and do what makes you feel good so your eight week program that you run with people what what does that cover then what's the yeah absolutely so it starts with rewriting your beliefs um and doing a lot of exploration in terms of what's got you to where you're at with your relationship with food right now Mm. so again that goes back to sometimes childhood trauma it goes back to um you know uh, diet culture beliefs around food beliefs around your body um and really unraveling and and recrafting those um and then it goes into sort of adopting intuitive eating it goes into listening and tapping into your intuition and learning how to feel those hunger fullness cues again the fact that hunger fullness isn't black and white that's a whole new topic but you know it's not you're either hungry or you're full there's lots of stages in between all of that and so how do you tap in to figure out exactly what those are navigating your cravings and then we go into looking at things like passion purpose um career your values as a person Mm -hmm. as well because if your values are you know um if your values are like what you find important is hanging out with your family um traveling and i don't know pottery whatever and you're spending the majority of your time killing yourself in the gym or um i don't know reading diet magazines 
then something's not adding up, yeah. something's not weighed up. So, yeah. you know, go back to your values, go back to what makes you you yeah. and work on those. And I think that's very much in line with what you do with your clients, isn't it? In the way Absolutely. of, this is different for everyone. This is mm. not a, we're not, we by no way, shape or form should be the same person. We are mm. supposed to all be different. That's what makes us so unique and so special. Um, so it's about going back to what makes you you and how can you incorporate more of that into your life because you're so lost and buried underneath all of this you know pressure and stress and stress is a huge part of the program as well because that's a massive massive factor and when you look at digesting your food as well and you'll know more about this than I do because obviously this is your area of expertise but like when you're feeling stressed out you cannot digest your food hun so if you're stressed about how many calories is in the donut that you're eating like you're not going to digest it anyway. The more you enjoy that donut, the better it is. <laughs> exactly. If you just enjoy that donut and you Completely. eat it in a state of peace and you know and and you respect for yourself, you deserve to eat whatever the hell you yeah. want if you if if that makes you feel good. But feeling good about it and feeling and that's why that question always going back to am I in rest or am I yeah. in digest mode, you know, because that's that's a huge part of this whole process and um, so we go into that and then we go into obviously body confidence intuitive movement and then at the end we look at gentle nutrition because obviously intuitive eating isn't just eat whatever mm. um i think it's important that people know the basics of nutrition in order to be able to fuel themselves in a way that makes them feel energized full um but not from a place of these are the rules it's just yeah. like okay if you know that you need more if you feel intuitively that you need more fiber, if there's something that's not quite moving right, what can I go to for that Absolutely. for that food and, and having that knowledge there so that you can almost use your, you know, food's medicine. Yeah. So if you feel a certain way, knowing what food is gonna sort that problem out is is essential, really. Yeah. So yeah, so then we, we look at that. So it's a bit of a process amazing. Um, to go through, yeah. Yeah, because the amount so of like, sleep you're getting even, that's affecting your blood sugar, that's affecting your hormones, oh. the stress you're under, that's affecting your blood yeah. sugar, your hormones. All of those things are yeah. going to have a direct impact to your cravings, to your energy, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. I love that your, your, again, your area of expertise is hormones. I feel like I definitely need, probably you can write me a module on that because <laughs> I'm just like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah well, we were talking yeah, about collaboration think, before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, and I think that's part of tapping into your intuition is understanding how your body yeah. works and, you know, how do you feel here? And how, and I think, you know, obviously when, when women when we're on the, our time of the month as well, that's a big one where fall off the wagon time, oh my god it's like no you just need more self-love you just need more self-care in that week but also in that time if the body's asking for more food it's probably because it needs, it needs more, more food, food. right oh, you know 100%. like in the days before your period in the days when you're bleeding mm. those the body is after more food yeah. then and like when you start to tune into it maybe like you'll probably start to notice it's like two or three days before two or three mm. days of your period that's like four days out of a month yeah you're eating a little bit more but then you feel so much better for yeah. it and the body is probably crying out because it needs nourishment mm. so yeah listen to yeah, it god absolutely. i love that um yeah and exercise as well is another one because yeah. I, I speak to a few women who are like oh and it, uh, um, we again we could probably talk for hours mm. um but you know this all or nothing mentality where like oh my gosh, I've been working out for three weeks and now I'm on, I don't feel like it and like, I'm, I've fallen off the wagon. It's like, no, listen, yeah. you know, we're not we're not all or nothing type of people. We're, yeah. we're very, you know, we, we live in a very cyclical manner. That's how women, especially, and that's why I love working with women because we're not, you know, um, on and off type of people. We're, mm. we're in and out with mm. ebbs and flows and listen to your body and sometimes you won't feel like moving and if the only thing that you do on the first day of your period is go to work and yeah. come home, 
fair play yeah. you left the house sometimes I don't do that yeah, <laughs> so fair play but I think there's that, that danger of falling into like well if I haven't done like a yeah. 10 mile run then what's the point yes you know we were saying just before that and, and same for me that yoga some days is like well some days I don't move at all because mm. that's like my body doesn't want it yeah often like now I'll do at least like a walk but sometimes it's like just mm. a little 10 minutes like not even yeah. can be called yoga like a little wiggle on your mat and like yeah. you're just waking your body up or yeah. just you know waking up for the day or just having a little stretch like yeah. um there's an amazing yoga teacher in Manchester called Ariane and she says like be more cat and it's like so nice because I think that's what cats that. do they just come on their mat and just have a little stretch and stuff I so, love that yeah, yeah I love that and just moving intuitively instead of forcing yourself to do yeah. something um and I think especially we're really really well I'm, I'm I know that you you teach yoga but I'm really lucky in the way that if I don't want to move I don't have to mm. whereas back in the day when I used to work in an office it was like it takes a lot of energy to get yourself up and especially Especially if you've got children, a lot of my clients have. Yeah. So it's like, girl, cut yourself some slack. Yeah. You're looking after, running after a child yeah. all day. You've been to work. Like if you don't exercise today, flipping. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame you. I've not left the house yeah. for like three days. Like. I mean, I do teach yoga, but some days I'm like, I'm not demoing yeah. today, guys. You're just gonna have to listen very carefully because my body is tired. So. Um, but we were that. talking before about how we're both Aries and I don't know if you yeah. know but fire is Aries and that's yes. intuition so yeah. I feel like you're obviously in the right place yeah I love that and I love that you know well, again we were saying this before um so I think this you know this mode of work tuning into your intu- intuition is really that first step to awakening yeah. for everything else like as soon as I learned how to trust my own body the possibilities are endless like it's interesting isn't it you just keep learning more and more and more and you end up being this like personal growth junkie a little bit um and just realizing oh oh, cool if I can if I can do this if I can create my reality in terms of food my body whatever how what else can I do what else can I go out and find um so yeah absolutely love it and yeah Aries Aries I'm I'm very gifted I suppose I, I I didn't know until I kind of looked into um the signs and everything I didn't I didn't really know that that was the case I just knew that I had mm. some sort of fire mm. that was like go 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 mm. do this do that um, um but it's nice to put a, a yeah. thing to the name <laughs> you're actually probably okay but I have one friend especially who comes here and I usually have all my windows open because I'm a really hot person yeah and he's like it's freezing in here and I'm always <laughs> boiling I, I like think that. it's like the inner fire is like boiling yeah so. especially when you're around people and especially when you're around people that you connect with it's oh very God, like yeah. it's like I am so on fire. I feel so on fire. Yeah. And even coming here today, and I knew you were in Aries because obviously yeah. we, we kind of mentioned before, I was like, this is going to go <laughs> so well. I can't wait. <laughs> Never know what's going to yeah, happen though. Honestly, yeah. It's but Aries is kind of like the child of the solar system. So okay. I think we can I'm, be a bit I'm volcanic sometimes, a bit untamed. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing I'm as well. I'm about that. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, <laughs> So just to wrap up, I always yeah. ask people what their version of whole being is. So it's wow. like what makes you feel the most alive, the most like fired up or yeah. the most in balance or whatever your perception of that is. So yeah, do you want to let the listeners know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we've touched on this quite a lot, haven't we, over, over the course of the hour or so, but trust, yeah. trust and letting go is is so important and just listening to your own self and just trusting that you know best Mm. trusting that you're 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 like you're the goddess of your own life Mm. and you make the rules you've got the power your body is when you learn to listen and let go you'll realize how incredible 
you actually are um, and what you can accomplish by yourself and I think that is true health is just being like this is how I feel I put my foot down and re respecting myself respecting my boundaries respecting what's good for me and trusting in that mm. so that's a lot of answers in one so no, the answer is as long or as yeah. short as you want it there to be <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. No, it's been an absolute joy. Um, but do you want to just let the listeners know where they can find you if they want to? Yes, absolutely. So I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram. So it's Sarah Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. Very awkward parents. So Sarah Elizabeth Health um, is my Instagram account. Um, so you'll find me on that. Or obviously through, through Rachel or however. I'll yeah. share all the details. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks.